0: Hello, hello, welcome back to New York Talk, episode 144. I'm your host, Elise DeLucci. How you doing? Elmo, he's jumping on my lap. You know Elmo, my toy poodle. He's jumping on the floor. He can't make up his mind. My girlfriend Ellen told me months ago, Ellen Carrish, she's another comic in New York City. She's Greek. I love her. We go, me, Ellen, and Marla Schultz. We go to the diner. I don't know once every couple of weeks for breakfast, for lunch. It's it's fun, you know, and, and we just kibits But um, I was telling Ellen, not too long ago, I said, Ellen, I want <clears throat> to, maybe I should have another baby. And she said, what are you, nuts? What are you, what are you, nuts, Eliza? <laughs> like, get a dog. <laughs> and I did, and I got Elmo. And the thing is, is that he is like a baby. You know, I... Or is that something we tell ourselves, women? Do we tell ourselves that our dogs are like our babies after we get to a certain age, and we either can't have a baby anymore? It's just completely unrealistic to have a baby. I I racked my brain. You know, let me tell you something. I have. Oh my god! I am so I'm totally blanking. But I have uh, one of the girls that listens to this podcast. One of the Colombo sisters. First of all, I mention these girls all the time. They're going to be like, what is this? At least have no other podcast. That's except for us. But we were at, they came to see me at Gotham Comedy Club one night. And I, it was a few years ago. And I, and I said something about having another baby. Like after the show, like in, in like private conversation. And one of the sisters said, don't do it. Not that, not that like she regrets it, but you know, she, And when she said that to me, it always, it stuck with me. I told all my girlfriends, I said, oh, I met this woman last night, and she's telling me, like, she had three kids, and the third is so odd, and don't do it. You know, and of course, at that time, Priscilla was like, yeah, why would you ever do that? Like, Priscilla has two kids, but Denise has three, and Stephanie has three, and I always wanted three, so it's a whole, you know, my head, it's like full of all this mishegas, but (sighs) never say never. I'm only 39 which by the boy my birthday is next month in September I turn the big 40 so never say never you know people having babies at all age Whitney Cummings is I think she's in her early 40s she's having a baby but it's not necessarily if you have your, four, your your first excuse me your first baby when you're in your early 40s or late 40 whatever it's if you have the age gap you know me and my youngest sister Gabrielle I have two sisters Allison she's 35, and Gabrielle, she's 25, she's going to be 26, we're like 15 years apart, it's crazy, you know, and just planned, all pregnancies planned, but I became very motherly with Gabrielle, so I I wouldn't really want that, I don't think it's about, can you have a baby, what age, it's like, do you really want the age gap, you know, anyway, so I got the dog, you know, and he's like a baby, this little guy, well, maybe that's the lie I tell myself, Anyway, mm. let's do let let's just get right into TV talk and movie talk because I I saw so many great things. Let's start with Bobby. Have you seen the Bobby movie, people? Okay, first of all, Chris, I he says to me oh, a week and a half ago, oh, you want to go see Bobby? I said the girls aren't home. My daughters weren't home. I can't go see Bobby without the girls. What like what? 58 year old man wanting to go see barbie without the kids but thank god i waited because we took them on friday night we went to the amc at um you know it's like on broadway and six is it amc i don't even know but it's right by lincoln center there's a gap right next door which oh more on that later um the movie was fabulous I did not read a lot of the reviews. I didn't want to have any pretense. I didn't want to, like, go in thinking, oh, this is a horror, oh, this is going to be blah, blah, The only thing I knew about the movie was it was, like, a visual explosion, you know? And it was great for kids. And the other thing I knew was that it's not really for kids, but some of the jokes and whatever, you know, you they it'll kind of, like, go over their heads. So fine. So we went. It was... So great. I like laughed out loud. I cried out loud. <laughs> I'm such a movie crier. Like I don't want to cry, but I always wind up crying. Like, don't even put Bambi on in front of me. I'm in a full blown depression. But I'm the mother gets shot. Like, what? Anyway. It it was so good. It was really like an existential movie. You know what it reminded me of? Did you ever read The Metamorphosis by Franz Kafka? You know big famous existential book and it's the main character gregor samsa like he he's like doesn't know who he is and what he is and he winds up like turning into a cockroach it's a whole thing but Bobby reminds me of gregor samsa i kind of feel like i'm the only one i walked into the club last night the girl she one of the girls that worked there you know she she opened the door and we're talking you know in the lobby we're talking in the hallway and she said, did you see Barbie? I said, did I see it? I loved it. I told, went into this whole rant how I think it's this existential movie and Barbie questioning her existence and who is she and she's only superficial Barbie and what's her purpose and da-da-da. And the girl was like, I totally agree. It really is a good movie. And side note, the costume, the set design, out of this world, just so fun. And, you know, of course, people are saying... Like, this girl was saying, oh, and it has, like, a feminist angle, because it talks about all the different things that Barbie is, and, and and you know, and what, ha- when the men take over Barbie lands, because they do that, and that's not really a spoiler alert, because that's not the end of the movie, but, you know, the, then you see how the men kind of do it versus the women, and it, and it, it had, it did, it had the feminist angle, but I really felt like it was an existential film, and I felt like we can relate to so much of that like who are we what are we doing like what's the point of all this like you kind of look around right barbie here you are blonde barbie blonde barbie just looking gorgeous all the time she's not president barbie she's not astronaut barbie you know and she's looking around at all the other barbie dolls and i'm not saying that this is happening i'm saying this is my take on it she's looking around at all the other barbie dolls and she's like. Who am I? Well, these bobbies are the president. This one's the astronaut. And what the hell is my purpose? I'm just, what, run-of-the-mill, plain Barbie? But isn't that what life's about? Isn't it about you don't have to be doing some big, giant thing? You don't have to have some big, giant thing. It's just about existing and the journey and all that stuff. I don't know. You know what I liked about overall? You could get deep with the movie. You can get not deep with the movie. And the, the dolls loved it. You know what Mommy didn't love about the movie? You... Okay, in Manhattan, saw the movie, how much do you think it cost me for popcorn? This is what I ordered. It's a very special treat, because usually mommy smuggles in juice boxes and like popcorn (laughs) into my pocketbook. I got a large popcorn, a large club soda for mommy. I got them, the girls, two kids' drinks and Skittles. And then they had this gourmet popcorn. It was like popcorn and Oreos, which is exactly what everybody's waistline needs. And, that's, and I got a small one of that because they were dying for it. How much do you think that was? Yeah, you're right. $50. It was $51 and change. Someone else said $51 yesterday. So I feel like you were going to go there with that number. I, I thought, just thought between the tickets and the movies, this is a $175 a day out. And we didn't eat home. Uh, we it was, we didn't eat out, thank God. Because, <sighs> Everything is getting more expensive, but we're not getting any richer. You know what I'm saying? Ah! I can't believe the prices. I just can't. You know, you could get cheap TKTS tickets on Broadway, you know, and have a Broadway day out for less money. That's all I'm going to say. And I'll talk about more TV shows and and movies in one second, but I want to tell you that if you are interested in the Love Shack fancy, and Gap collaboration the Gap next door to that movie theater on Broadway and 63rd or whatever has the full line available and I only saw the movie a couple days ago so I'm sure it's not sold out yet. Love Shack Fancy is this fabulous brand if you haven't heard of it where it's very whimsical and floral and pink and pastels and and chintz and stripe and just like everything you'd find in your grandmother's linen closet you know and um the stores are amazing to go in because they're just so girly and so over the top and roses and hydrangeas and i just i i just feel like it reminds me if barbara streisand's basement existed no if barbara streisand's basement was built in 2023 she would probably have modeled it akin to a love shack fancy store that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) And if you don't know about Barbara Streisand's basement, you better look that up immediately because that is mind-blowing. She has a mall, a Victorian doll mall in her basement. Okay, Barbara Joan? Okay, we see you. Meanwhile, she's gone around still talking about that hot water bottle doll that that she played with when she was poor. She has a whole Victorian dollhouse mall in her basement. Come on, come on, Barbara. Seriously, Barbara? Love Shack Fancy is such a gorgeous brand. The prices not gorgeous, so expensive. Everything is like, I don't know, three hundred dollars and up. Like they make they they do jackets and they even do ski stuff and beautiful wool coats and frilly dresses. Everything's a fortune, and they do a lot of collabs. And um, they did this recent, most recent collab with the Gap, and. All these people are on Instagram I see saying, oh my god, it's sold out online, where can I get it? If you're in New York, you can get it at the Upper West Side Gap, you're welcome. I looked around, I didn't buy anything, because the thing with Love Shack Fancy, for me personally, because you know I have an upper arm situation, I don't show in public, I don't, well, I prefer not to show unless I'm on the beach. Um... and I also don't like to do anything, wear anything that accentuates the upper arm. Big pompadour, frills, sleeves, nothing like this. No cap sleeves, nothing. And and even like there's jackets, you know, with the puffy sleeves, which by the way, can we stop this trend? And ugh. so when I went in the gap, I tried on one of their jackets with the collab and it was a denim jacket with white flowers and it looked on the hanger so adorable. And then I, tried it on and had that tapering at the shoulder you know you just saw a little baby puff and the sleeve of the denim jacket was wider than a normal sleeve and I just thought oh I'm not doing this what did like please fashion industry a lot of women their back our upper arms oh That whole trunk region is not one we want to accentuate with extra fabric. Come on. You know, the thing is, is that the girl that started Love Shack Fancy, she has just such a gorgeous body. She doesn't probably even pay attention to that. Anyway, okay, moving on. TV talk. Watched the Beanie Bubble. Have you seen that? Just came out at the end of July. Based on the Beanie Bubble craze of the 90s. Totally worth it. Not a kid movie. Not a kid movie. Had sex scenes. The girls were screaming, Ew, why are they naked in the bed? I was just like... I was like, I don't know, because they're sick, disgusting perverts. That's why. Close your eyes, girls. Put your earmuffs on. What do I say to kids when they see... What do you say to your kids when you see sex and cursing on the TV? So the Beanie Baby movie, The Beanie Bubble, it's called, it was cute it talked about how the guy taiwan excuse me who started beanie babies what's his story how it came to be and who were the people that helped him along the way and who got and then not got credit so it's uh it's great especially because you know i'm doing all of these um collectors posts on social so it was like right up my alley. And in that same vein, another movie, The Pez Outlaw. Oh. Pfft. Saw that. Fab. Huh. I know you're like, why are you watching so much TV the last couple weeks? I don't know. Because I am. Because I am. I think, I think we just loved the Bobby movie so much. I just got into a TV quick. But what do you do with guys anyway i mean when you're like in the house and it's hot it's sweltering out i can't go out in this heat you know i'm allergic to the heat and exercise and sweat and all that what what am i supposed to do we watch tv that's what we do i mean like come on the pez outlaw is a documentary about this guy you, you just got to watch it but here's the gist it's about this guy kind of weird kind of like reclusive guy from the midwest and he worked as a machine operator right for 20 years and was miserable and day in and day out he went to his job and he hated it and he made $11 an hour and the whole thing and his wife that he married when he was 18 you know she was there for him their whole marriage they're still married and she was being interviewed for the documentary. And she said he was a hard worker, but he would read these books when he was at work because his job was so boring. And I knew he was looking for an outlet and something. And you guessed it, he got into PEZ collecting. And the whole movie is about that. And he became rich as sin with his PEZ collecting. And I'm not gonna do spoiler alerts, but you have to see it. It's great, it's uplifting. It made me laugh out loud at some parts. Chris fell asleep, but that's because it was like 11 o'clock at night, and that's just what he does. (laughs) That was a great movie. And then the best one I watched on my own, because I'm a glutton for punishment, is a documentary on Hulu called The Sarah Lawrence Cult. O-M-J. It's about... College, Sarah Lawrence in Bronxville, very amazing school, fabulous school. Um, and it's about this true story again, documentary, my preference of, of movies. Uh, these kids that went to the school and the, a cult was formed, and all the stuff that happened in the cult. And here's what I will tell you this is how the cult was formed. And no, not also, not ruining anything for you. One of the girls. That was living in this house on campus. Her father was in prison and he was getting out of prison. And apparently, he went to prison for tax evasion or child support, something like that. And when he was getting out of jail, he didn't have anywhere to stay. So she says to her roommates, Oh, do you mind if my father stays with us for a couple nights? And the kids were like, Look, he's nice enough. He seems nice enough. Like, you know, okay, if it's a couple nights, whatever. <laughs> I know. Like, red flag, I know. Elmo. Mommy's on the phone. No barking. He's barking at the remote control. Elmo. Come here, Elmo. Come. Come to mommy. And this guy stays at the house for a couple nights. And that's what I am going to leave it at. Because I can't. I don't want to ruin anything for you. Here's the thing. When I was in college. Well, maybe not because my mother was always so preoccupied. But... I called my mother a lot. I told my mother, Elmo, mommy's on the phone. Stop it. I told my mother about so many things that were going on. And my girlfriends that didn't have preoccupied mothers were on the phone with their mothers all the time. How are you in a dormitory at college or off-campus housing, whatever it is, and your roommate's father is going to stay at the house because he got out of jail? How does nobody mention that to their parents? and those parents are not beelining it to that college campus and shutting that whole situation down. This is what I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? All of us listening right now, we're the kind of people that would be like, that would never happen. That would just never happen. And, you, know, and, you know, never say never, but come on. Anyway, the guys, uh, the guy who moved in, his, goes, his name is Larry Ray, you can look him up. But he was a convict, and that's, that. that's all I'm going uh, to tell you, <laughs> even though I want to tell you more, I can't. All I'm going to say is he's a sick fucking pervert, okay? You're a sick pervert, Larry Ray, and I hope you burn in hell. That's that. Anyway. Oh. I, you are seeing these posts, I know, on Instagram, right? Like about the, the corning where... A few people that are listening, they messaged me. And they're like, where the fuck is this coming from, Elise? I said, what do you mean? I'm a lady with many hobbies. <laughs> Come here, Elmo. I always loved antiques. I love antiques. Okay, Elmo didn't want to be up. I love antiques. I love tchotchkes. I love all that stuff. Meissen, Yadro, Wedgwood. Limoges, Deruda. I love all of that stuff. I've always loved that stuff. And, you know, my grandmother had her little pieces here and there. My mother had her little pieces here and there. And my my mom's sister, my auntie, she she's like... I don't want to say mega collector because it's not it's not mega on any scale. But she lives in Connecticut. She goes to a lot of tag sales. She always did. I was always so like in love with that whole thing, right? And I thought through the years. I'm not doing it, by the way. But I thought through the years. Oh, maybe I'll have a little Etsy store. Maybe I'll you know sell on eBay. You know, like when I was in my twenties, whatever and i didn't feel like it was something i really wanted to do i didn't think it was particularly lucrative for me in terms of like and obviously i had like huge jobs corporate jobs and i had the babies blah blah whatever so i didn't want to do that i never did it. all i do is i just love to go antiquing and i love tag sales and i like to collect and blah 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 whatever and i read all the books on the hallmarks at the store. You can't even see him. I'm like telling you, look at him as if you're in the room. He just grabbed a piece of printer paper and he ran away, chewing it up. Which is I, which is exactly what I don't want to have, because I don't want the background noise. <laughs> anyway. People are sending me their pieces of china in my email. And they're like, Elise, I got this Zamansi statue. You think it's worth money? And here's the thing. I don't know. I know like... <clears throat> I buy... What I like That's what they say Like the number one rule is Right Like an antiquing And stuff Buy what you like But of course I flip things over To look at the marks I check if it's hand painted Versus machine painted Like I'm i am interested In all of that stuff But I don't really know I do know Some of the brands Like like a Capo De Monte. I know what the hallmarks are Like from the 1700s I know what the hallmarks are In the 1800s I know what they are Post 1925 Right Which is like a stamp uh, Which is like the one That she has aka Not worth as much money um, and I use all this stuff in my noggin when I go out and I go to the thrift stores. It's just something I just like to do. So, anyway, I'll do a about it. Who knew it was going to become a thing? And of course, probably like you, I love Antiques Roadshow. I love American Pickers. I love Storage Wars. I love Porn Stars. You know, uh, Porn, what is it? Porn Stars? Porn stores. Porn Star. I don't know. You know the show about the guy in Vegas with the shop. Anyway, love, love, love all of it. And one of the things I love to do, when I, this was really where my love affair started. I was going back and forth to Wales a lot, you know, to visit Paulie the Tooth's family when I was married. And um, his family lives in a little village outside of Cardiff in Wales. And I would take the train from Dennis Powers, to town, by myself, you know, into Cardiff, the city. And I would walk around Cardiff. And Cardiff is a small metropolitan city, and I always was interested in shopping. I always wanted to see what local, blah, blah, whatever. And that was like my little respite from, you know, the British family serving two pieces of chicken for six people, you know. But there was these, like, stores. They weren't even stores, per se. They were, like, warehouses. Kind of like on the outskirts, one in particular I'm thinking of, and uh, it was an antiques junk kind of place. And I went in, like the first time, right? And it was like a treasure barn. It was like three floors, probably millions. Like 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 it was like the size of a mall, a shopping mall, of just antiques and furniture and fabrics and just old shit and nobody there wants it nobody there wanted to buy old shit because i don't know they're not new york city they don't you know they they they're not constantly filled with skyscrapers and 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 all these but but, like so they 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 yearn those people they yearn for like skyscrapers and new fancy things and the, the the big designers and the fifth avenue kind of stores because they don't have that there they just have the run of the mill, maybe big box chains, and then whatever is local to them, and then maybe their antique old ch- stores. So they, to the to them, this is like ugh, I can't. They couldn't think of anything worse than to bother with this stuff. Me, hey, forget it. I was nuts. I was nuts. I was nuts for antiques, and that that was like one of the big that was like one of the big trips that started for me. I bought stuff. And then, and then, that's it. And, you know, that was it. And then, you know, of course, like I said, antique sales, thrift, blah, blah, whatever. Um, yeah. I didn't know that that, <laughs> that these posts would be successful. So I'm happy. I'm happy. And, you know, the thing is, I love doing it. I love doing it. I love talking about it. I do some toy I'm doing some toys, too. Like, I did My Little Pony the other day, which, who knew those were valuable? And I, I know some toys that are valuable, i.e. Pez, um... You know, like those kind of toy-ish collector items. I'm I'm more into uh, majolica and the porcelains and the ceramics. But oh, and silver. I like the British silver, the hall markings, that kind of stuff. But um, anyway, it's just it's so it's such great fun. And the thing that I love about antiquing is anybody could do it. It doesn't cost anything, and it's like a it's like a fun. It's fun. It's so fun. It's fun to to. To be with a friend, right? Like, and be at their mother's house or something, and and just see something that catches your eye. Not go out because you know that's not classy. But, <laughs> but you know, to, to say, oh, is that Limoges? You know, or 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 if they, you know, oh, that's pretty. Then the mother's like, oh, is that Limoges? And then or, no, oh, it's Limoges. And then and then you know, you so oh, can I see it or you know whatever? And you get in the whole comes. I love that. But I have a big Limoges. I mean, come on. I mean, look at the Moo stuff. I love the mumbo. Which by the way, did you know the Moomboos they started in Hawaii? Nobody knows that. Yeah, because the Christian missionaries, like at the turn of the century, I it was like eighteen ninety something, they went to Hawaii and the women there when they showed up, they weren't they were wearing like skirts and I don't know, like coconut bras. Yes, this is true. This is I'm not like trying to be funny. And the, the South Pacific women and the missionaries, they were like horrified. They they were like, Oh my god, you have to cover up. This is like not godly and they made them these these things, these like schmatta's to wear, you know? And AKA uh, it I forget what it was called, but that's how that's how the polo clue. That's how the Trader Joe's has a recall on um two types of cookies by the way Um, almond windmill cookies and the dark chocolate chunk cookies because there's rocks in them so check your cabinets people Mm. and also food talk skittles has a new flavor mustard who wants mustard flavored skittles is this like jelly belly buttered popcorn flavor is this like one of these marketing things like we're just gonna put it out into the universe and hope people talk about it because guess what it's working I told the girls, they were like, "ew, <laughs> we don't want mustard flavored skittles. I'm like, of course you don't. Of course you don't, because that's disgusting. <laughs> okay, so last week I talked to you about the It Cosmetics Color Corrector. And I had to revise my review. I talked about it because I said it was so creamy. And... Uh, it went on so, the skin so easily. And if you don't remember, it's this it, color correct, it Cosmetics Color Corrector. And I was saying last episode how uh, someone told me about it. And I started using it. And I love it. And it goes on smooth and da da I still love it. And I've been using it every day since. And my skin, not for nothing, flawless. Okay? Just flawless these days. Um, It's going on so smooth, though, for me. Because I'm putting it on right after my lotion like like not even a minute later I'm not even letting my face you know like dry off from the lotion it's like lotion goes on and I just literally put a little bit in my palm my hand and I'm just almost rubbing it on my face like a soap not really but you know what I'm saying you know and then I get you know I get it around the eyes and I do the dab I'm dry, like as if you could see me well you can see me if you watch it on YouTube nobody watches this on YouTube. It's because the sound's all fugazy. I got to fix the sound. Anyway, yeah, I dab it onto the eyes and on the eyelids and all around all that, but um, I, I, I really put it all over. I tried it. I tried the product one day after my lotion well dried on my face, you know, like hours later because I got cool and stuff up. And it wasn't that smooth to go on. And the thing about a non a not smooth uh, concealer is, you know, that the skin is so delicate underneath our eyes, and I always feel that if it's not smooth, the concealer as we get older, you know, you don't want to like pull and rub that skin because you know, I don't know, I, I, this sounds, it's going to sound so stupid, but I think, like, if you pull and rub the skin underneath your eyes, maybe you're going to make more wrinkles come out, (laughs) it could make the skin looser, is that a thing? So I really, what I'm telling you is I really value a smooth, a smooth glidable concealer. As I'm saying this, I'm realizing you're like, she's lost her fucking mind, she's lost her goddamn mind, but it's true, I think, I think it is true, but if you don't have the smooth, glidable concealer, you can always mix, 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 mix with the little dot of lotion, just saying, just saying, okay, so one of the girls that follows me on Instagram and loves these antique posts, she tells me about this store in the UK, that doesn't ship to the US, by the way, and it's called, um, Mrs. Alice. MRS. M R S Mrs. alice.com And she said, Oh, you should check out this store. It has great little gifts. And I looked at it and again all they ship. But it has such cool inspiration. You know, like design inspiration and just I don't know, like patterns. You definitely check it out. It's actually my products at the week side, which is more of a website. And I'm also telling you that because I am redoing my living room right now. Um I'm having a small glow up on the living room. I love, love my home. I, every single thing, you know, it was a gut renovation. The tooth and I did it. Every single thing is picked out. Everything that, when we got the apartment, it has when I bought the apartment, it hadn't been touched in the 1950s. I love to make things difficult for myself. I love, not only do I love picking, and antiquing. I love renovating. This is the second apartment that I've done, okay, in Manhattan. And uh, this place, when I bought it, hadn't been touched since the 50s. It was disgusting. It stunk like smoke. The walls were yellow. The ceiling was falling down. It was a horror. And one day, I should do a post, you know, and and, and like show you the pics of what it looked like, but I'm not. And the reason why I'm not is because people are psychopaths, and we know I have a stalker, and I can't be doing that putting that kind of information on the web. But you get the hint. It was just, it was hideous. It was gates on the, metal gates on the window. Terrible. And the tooth and I work very well together, and we carefully um, just re, re, re reimagine this home, resort it back to its pre-war glory. And I did my living room at that time, blue, like deep, sumptuous, sexy blue, the color I used is uh, uh, Benjamin Moore Van Dusen Blue. It's beautiful. It's like a a dark book jacket blue. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a book cover blue. Remember? You know that? You know that? Uh, I'm saying remember? You know if you like pick up an old book, you take the jacket off and it's that blue. It's that it's that kind of color. Um, fabulous, fabulous. And you know, leopard wall to wall carpeting and uh, the ceiling. I wanted to do gold like a gold, um almost a metallic, but everybody talks me off the wall that when I say everybody, it was the tooth and the contractor were like, You're gonna kill yourself. Don't and I should've thank you. Uh I wound up doing white and it has beautiful crown moldings that are also white and beams in the ceiling. Anyway Here's the problem. The wall to wall leopard carpeting with the dark blue, it made the room delicious in the winter cozy and delicious in the summer it's a horror you feel like you're in a freak frig, friggin hot cave i'm sweating my balls off every day and then you know my apartment doesn't get like tons of sunlight because it's manhattan and you don't always have you know wide open views i you know there's buildings all around hello so um it it, it got a little difficult the room in the pandemic because I was home all the time, you know, working and homeschooling the kids and the blue, I don't know, it, it, it made me blue, you know, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It just, it made me depressed. I felt like I was getting depressed sometimes being around these dark walls all the time, but in the winter it was a pot. So, you know, trade-offs, but oh, I said to myself, before my 40th birthday I'm going to do a little makeover and I'm doing it so I painted the walls you could kind of see in the background but I painted the walls a cream Benjamin Moore Navajo white I like this color I also have it in my bedroom why I like this this white paint is because um, it's not a yellowy cream it's not a gray cream and it's not like a white cream like it's still a different color you know, uh, I'm looking now, like, compared to my moldings, you know, you really see the delineation between the white and the cream, and I, I like that. And BTW, I'm like a perfectionist, so, which is like, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. I did the picture frame moldings, which I have on my wall. I have, I did them in gold, gold leaf. And uh, my couch was blue also, because I like monochromatic stuff. Um, oh, and by the way, I should say, in my living room, When I did the apartment, I did all built-ins. I didn't want any furniture. The only furniture I wanted was a couch and maybe a a coffee table or an ottoman. That's it. Because in Manhattan, we have limited space, and I didn't want to go. I was renovating an apartment and and had tiny babies. I did not want to go around having to measure every single little thing for every piece of furniture and then wind up hating it or rushing and buying something I don't like, so I did built-ins, which winds up, of course, always being more money. But, you know, it's functional. So when I painted the walls blue... The Tooth wanted to do the entertainment unit that I have built. He wanted to do that white. And I was like, no, I want a monochromatic thing because I wanted the entertainment unit not to stick out. I wanted to just like melt away into the wall, you know? So everything was the blue. So anyway, so the cream, entertainment unit cream. I got the gold leaf picture frame moldings. My couch was blue, a similar blue to the walls. I couldn't get an exact match. I tried. Um, And I'm having that reupholstered. Some of my girlfriends were like, you could have just bought a new couch. Like, why didn't you just get a new couch? I said, because I, again, it. it goes down to the measuring thing. Why didn't I get a new couch? Because this couch is comfortable. It fits perfect. And I don't want to spend time shopping around for a new couch. Would I I love Chesterfield couches. I would have loved, like, a button-tufted couch. Yes, I love couches with uh, the bouillon fringe on it. But I these things are hard to find. They don't really exist. And then there's so much fucking shit around that's not, that, you know, it's like not even comfortable. And, and I I said to my girlfriend, not for nothing, like, have you tried buying a couch in a, in a big city lately? Because none of the furniture, none of the furniture stores are here. There's some furniture stores around, right? But most of them are gone. Why? Because, landlords are greedy fucks and the rents is crazy so they don't have they can't pay the rent and have these big furniture showrooms so i have to go out to long Island in these places which i don't mind i love to shop but it's like it's it just like it takes a lot you have to pick and choose how and where and what you spend your time on people and shopping for a new couch when i had a perfectly good couch i could just get recovered it's not one of those things so doing the couch purple I had a beautiful recliner chair. I call it a lazy boy, but it's not a lazy boy. I have a beautiful recliner chair um, that I had also in blue and piped in a uh, cream zebra. That is going to be pink, piped in purple. So I know you like. So you just basically wanted to go from dark to light, and you went from dark to light to the nut house. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Because I can't, I can't live in all white. What, what am I? What am I? Insane asylum? Come on. <laughs> i used to love white ca- i had white cream couches years like a year ago years yeah, a year years ago i got it at bob's discount furniture you know before kids bk and not practical excuse me not practical between the dog and the kids and we have the rule like the Japanese, no shoes in the house. You walk in the house and want the shoes off. I don't care. And you know what? If they play in the park, my daughters. If we go into the if we go to Central Park and they're running around in the park and they come home with black grass stained feet because they they kicked their sandals off and they went on a joy run. I I will. <laughs> they walk in the house, the front door, their shoes come off. I have porcelain tile floor. I literally pick them up and I carry them into the bathroom and i put them right in the tub and they sit on the edge and they have to wash their feet i don't want dirty stinking feet all around my apartment but a white or a cream couch with that kind of drama mm-hmm. oh no that's just that. that'll make me that don't that'll make me crazy so so excited for my new barbie themed couches that are coming go big or go home, and you only live once, what am I waiting for, I wanted a purple couch, I wanted a pink chair, so I'm doing it, okay, and um, actually, I lied, product of the week isn't the Mrs. Alice store, it's my new Vitamix Ascent blender, oh my god, so you know, I'm on a diet, I really am this time, like you know, I really am, the diet I'm on is my own diet, <laughs> You know, I drink, I wake up, I drink my coffee, I'm having a smoothie for lunch, like a protein smoothie, you know, like a, a very filling smoothie. And then I'm having a light dinner and no dessert. If I have dessert at night, it's gonna be a smoothie or it is a smoothie. Cause I actually started the diet. I lost a few pounds. So I needed a new blender because I'm ridiculous. And, uh, and so I, I decided to do something that involves a physical activity. I'm like, oh, I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna train for the marathon. Let me go to the store and buy all new workout clothes. Then I'll train. Oh, I'm going on a diet. Let me get a new blender to make the smoothies and the juices. Then I'll diet. No, I started the diet, used my Nutribullet, which I love. And then my kids started to want the smoothies. And I was like, oh yeah. So I didn't want to make like three separate ones. So I I bought, again, it's with the matching. It's a problem. The Vitamix Ascent, Vitamix, you know, i i was like check it the ninja or the vitamix i haven't had a blender since like my oster in that i got it like odd lot in like i don't know 2005 so i i chose the vitamix because i know it like crushes and pummels everything and it like really does it it will fly oh how do these flies get in this house i live in a freaking apartment anyway um the Vitamix comes in colors and I and I don't have, I have a lot of sp- storage in my kitchen, but I wanted to keep it out because I knew on the counter, I knew if I kept putting it back in the cabinet, I wasn't gonna use it as much. So Vitamix has a white and gold one. I mean, how can I not buy it? You know, and Chris was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Anyway, the Vitamix Ascent, it is the A3500 white and gold. I wrote it down for you. Don't even look at the price. Well, look at the price and then go throw up after. I mean, I know. But I was like, I'm going to spend this money. I'm going to make myself absolutely nauseous about the price. And then I'm going to um really have to use it. And I'm going to lose weight. So I was like, this is, this is great. Because I joined the gym, okay, which is just maybe the price of, the per month price of my gym is outrageous and it's probably just you know not so far off from a couple of Vitamix blenders per month and I don't even go I should have just used Priscilla's rule of the gym which is don't join just stay home and get fat so I was like you know what forget it I'm gonna get the blender it's white and gold it's a lot of money it's an investment it's like okay great so I did it and I love it I love it you have to try this blender. It makes velvety smoothies and and, and creamy things. And I made even pesto in it. And I put the pine nuts and the basil leaves and a little bit of parsley and olive oil and a couple cloves of garlic. And I was like, fuck the Cuisinart blender. Fuck my Cuisinart food processor. I'm going to use the Vitamix Ascent. And I was like, yes. And then I thought, why can't I ever get any sponsors or advertisers to send me one of these gorgeous products instead I go like a schmo, and I go online and I buy them. And let me tell you the most horrific thing when I bought this, and then we have to wrap up, is William, because I, I wanted it now, you know, ridiculous. William Sonoma sells the Vitamix Ascent Blender in the white and the gold. Great. There's no, there's no William Sonoma anymore on the Upper East Side fine there's one in chelsea i'm not gonna go down to chelsea and buy the blend. that i'm not doing that right i wasn't gonna spend the money in the cab I'm, what am i gonna do i'm gonna schlep a blender i don't even want to schlep a pack of seltzer to home Who? What, what new yorker have you seen when have you seen a new yorker in the last three years walk around with toilet paper or soda kansas seltzer Six pack of beer, milk. You don't. You know why? Because everything is delivered. So I was not going to go buy a blender and schlep it home. You know what the beauty is about New York City, living in Manhattan is everything gets delivered, and they'll do same day delivery at these stores. So I call Williams Sonoma and Chelsea, and I'm like, "Can you do me a favor? I want to buy the this blender, and I'd like you know to have it delivered. Do you do that?" They say yes, of course. And I said "Can you deliver today?" Of course, great. And then I'm like, okay, so let me give you my credit card. To tell. She goes, oh, one thing. We don't take orders on the phone. You have to come to the store and buy it. I said, that defeats the whole freaking purpose. So you know what I did? You know what I did? I hung up the phone. I went on Amazon. I bought it on Amazon. It arrived the next day. And this is exactly why stores are closing left and right. Because they do not want to be flexible with the way that they're doing business. And a customer like me... Just turns around and goes finds it somewhere else. And I got news for you, William Sonoma. As much as I love you, it was $50 cheaper on Amazon. So, newsflash. Hi, why don't you just take the order over the phone and you would have got the sale instead of Amazon. And I don't want to give Jeff Bezos not another red cent of my money, but he makes it too easy. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> I got so upset about that, to be honest. But I don't regret it. Oh, no. This blend is changing my life. I swear, I, I already lost... Four pounds. Four pounds. And if you want to know uh, what I'm doing for the protein, Orgain, it's a brand, or gain. They have a chocolate a protein powder and a vanilla. It's I swear it's delicious. And I don't even... Oh, please. It's a whole other thing. Because Stephanie's always... When she died, she's like, I can only eat protein. And I'm like, why? Just like eat vegetables. But I get it. Protein does fill you up. You're right, Stephanie. I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. So... This protein powder is really good. Um, The chocolate really tastes like chocolate. Like, it doesn't taste like chocolate chalk. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, okay. Quote of the day. I feel like you know who this is by. It's by Alan Carr. Come on, of course. He says, beautiful, beautiful quote for performance. If you go on stage with the wrong attitude or something in your performance is off, in that first minute, you'll lose the audience. That first minute is crucial. Alan Carr. Great showbiz advice, baby. Rest in peace, Alan Carr. I'm Elise Delucci. This is episode 144. Thank you for listening. New York talk. Love to love you, baby.